In this episode, I interview Dr. Travis Rogers and Dr. Jasmine Brown of Cairo Direct Health and Wellness out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I met these two amazing people through the FTCA program where I taught the business of rehab. Uh, They reached out to me after and resonated with the message and started in our Cairo Business 101 and now are, are our inaugural members in our mastermind program. They've they've just done amazing work, and again, you'll hear it when they when you hear them speak. They're both two highly highly intelligent people, very thoughtful. And as I listen to them speak, they've taken the lessons that I've tried to teach and really deployed them so quickly. Uh, in this episode, we talk about how their practice got started in a brand new area that neither of them was from down in Nashville. How it started mobile practice, and we also talk about the the truth between behind entrepreneurship. And so we talk about how Jasmine, as the practice and the business got started, you know, somebody's got to pay the bills. And she, you know, being a true entrepreneur has done what it takes using her degree as a chiropractor to be a full-time anatomy teacher while she works part-time in the practice and Travis really gets it going. And that's something that I think everyone out there really should pay attention to because it isn't always burn the boat. Sometimes that's not the best option. So Using your chiropractic degree to your advantage is something that smart people do. And, and Jasmine, Travis, too, they're very, very smart people. They also talk about recently raising their rates to an appropriate level. They were delivering such a high level of care. And I just see it so much, so much that people spend way too much time with their patients and don't charge enough. Now, you can spend as much time as you want so long as the math works. And for too long, the math didn't work for uh, these two. But they've gotten their rates to an appropriate level now, um, I believe basically almost at $200 per session. And more important than that, we've been teaching them in our mastermind program how to communicate to a patient why that's valuable to them. And that's the most important part. Yes, sure, you can raise your rates. But if you don't know how to communicate that value, nobody is going to pay. So we speak through that and really how they've been able to do that. The other thing we talk about is, you know, sort of getting them off their butt to go and get into the community. As you hear them speak, you're going to know that they're, to know them is to like them. And my thing to both these guys is they just got to get out there. And and so they've been able to set up uh, booths and tents and they've, you know, gotten patients from CrossFit events and they've joined the gym themselves. So just becoming members of the community has been a huge step to help start the process of really getting their practice to grow, to really grow. Um, you know, as I, as I always talk about, so many people have been reaching out and the and people really enjoy the podcast. And, and I, and I truly am grateful for that. Obviously the feedback is, is immense. <laughs> I'm recording this intro three o'clock in the morning, uh, look staring at a wall. So sometimes you record stuff like this and you have no idea if anyone's listening or they're responding, but I've been getting so much amazing feedback. If you, if you have any questions that you want answered, it helps me to produce content on things that people need answered. In addition to that, you know, if you want to go on the same journey as Jasmine and Travis, just reach out to me. You know, we're accepting applications for Cairo Business 101. Or if you're not ready for that, it's not the right time, that's fine too. I do open up one to two slots per week for free calls with Kairos just to help, you know, meet people and, and, and give back to the, to the profession. I think it's something that it helps me to, to gain insight and knowledge on where people are at. And it seems to, to help others as well. So reach out to me. I'd love to connect. Um, if not, please enjoy this episode. I think there's so many valuable nuggets and insights. And as always, if you're driving, pull over, take some notes because it's worth it. What's up, everyone? 
Welcome to the Business School for the Rehab Chiropractor. Class is officially in session. My name is Justin Rabinowitz, and I am a rehab chiropractor on a mission to teach you, a fellow rehab chiropractor, the exact tools and systems I've used to build my own successful rehab chiropractic practice so you can do the same. I hope you enjoy, and please subscribe. All right, we're back with another episode. We have Jasmine and Travis here. And before I try to tell their story, I'll just let them tell their story. So first, Jasmine, Travis, how are you guys doing? Good, Justin. How about yourself, man? Doing great, man. We're doing awesome. And uh, so go ahead. Tell us your story. You guys have a unique situation, obviously uh, a group here, a partnership. So tell us about who you are and where you're from, and let's go from there. Okay. Um, So as you said, we are Travis and Jasmine. Mm -hmm. Uh, fiance up, so trying to get married. That's partners, that. partners in life and partners in business. Yes, yes. never partners in crime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, um, practiced in Chicago, spent some time there. She went to national, I'm a, a Cleveland grad. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, went through that whole track. We did had the typical kind of associate experience. Um, kind of in that eat your young type of vein. So <laughs> we got tired of that. And we also got tired of the cold in Chicago, <laughs> uh, which led us to flee and come down to Nashville where we are now. Gotcha. Okay. So let's, so you've been in Nashville and how long have you guys had your practice? Um, 2017, I think it was official. Yeah. When we officially kind of got it, you know, the LLC and everything, but I don't think we really started um, practicing, practicing until about 2018. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Okay. And uh, well, I, it's interesting to think that, you know, we talked before you guys aren't from the area. Now I had the luxury or the drawback, depending on, you know, how you feel about it, of moving back to the area I was from. How have you guys found it uh, for other Kairos out there that are thinking of moving to a new area, to being new somewhere and trying to open up a practice? I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I think it's just about like knowing what you, what your aim is going to be once you get to that place. Uh, Cause there's drawbacks to going back home as well. I contemplated going back home um, and where the people know you and they're like, Oh, little Jasmine, you know, she came up and it's just like, okay, I am Dr. Jasmine. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, you know, so it's, it's good that, you know, you get to kind of reinvent yourself if you will mm-hmm. in, in a new place. So I say do it. If you're thinking about it, Beautiful. I love it. So tell us a little bit more specifically about the type of practice that you guys have. Uh, so we are very much like a rehab-based uh, chiropractor's office, clinic, whatever you want to call it. Um, small operation, uh, one room. We initially started out as um, doing house call and mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, 2020? Uh, Is that 2021? When? When we went brick and mortar. 2020. 2020, end of mm-hmm. 2020, uh, we partnered with the local gym to kind of have our first official brick and mortar, went into that space. Long story short, that gym shut down. Um, fortunate enough, one of the members- Abruptly shut yes, down. Abruptly okay. shut okay. Put that in there. Um, <laughs> a member of the gym, like essentially owned and operated a professional building and invited us to come to where we presently are. Yeah. So here we are, okay. so- so I, I, again, just, this is obviously we want to hear your story, but also it's the podcast we want other people to learn from, yeah. you know, one of the things we've talked about in the group, 
one of the benefits in a rehab chiropractic space is typically we sort of get started in a gym, which can be really good for a lot of reasons. One of them is because typically there's patients there that would use our services. That's a positive. And it's easy to get off the ground. You know, you don't have to sign a lease and it's, you know, it's typically a little not as expensive and you don't have to pay for electric and you don't have to pay for all the other things that you would in an office building or space. One of the downsides is that you don't control your own destiny, right? So what you guys found out, I was at a practice and it was no fault of our own. Um, we had rented a space and then like an, it was kind of like an office building we thought, but we found out two years in, and again, it wasn't anyone's fault. We found out two years in that it wasn't zoned properly. And that wasn't wow. us. It was our lead. It was the person that was, um, it was at my previous job, but again, that was nobody's fault. You know, they said the space was open and we used it. And then one day they were like, sorry. <laughs> but again, it's, you know, those are the things that can happen in business that they don't necessarily teach you in school. So let's dive into that a little bit. Um, obviously abruptly gym shuts down, you know, you don't control your own destiny. What was that like? Um, in the immediate slight panic, yeah. slight panic. <laughs> um, and that kind of, again, kind of long story short, we were given roughly two and a half, three weeks notice between, Hey, the gym shut down and the gym shut down. <laughs> um, but you know, fortunate enough, less enough, in that process, again, we talked about the uh, member who kind of ran this building. The day, like we shut down at the gym on a Wednesday, we were up and running in this new space on a Thursday, like the very next Thursday. Uh, nice. So we had no downtime. Uh, but in that time, between that last kind of two and a half weeks or so, we did a whole lot of running around, like looking at spaces, uh, talking with real estate agents. Um, all these massive spaces of which we at the time, like weren't ready for. Sure. Yeah. And funny enough, like we still drive around and see all those same spaces, which were must buy. got to take advantage of it now, like very much still available and, and open. So God. it's, I mean, you guys are literally don't even know, but the amount of valuable insights that you're sharing right now, like, you know, they say when you're searching for real estate, a lot of times you should take a cold shower. Like, it's like chill. And that's house yeah. too, right? It's like, I, I already know, I can tell you, my wife and I have talked about it. We have a, an apartment, a condo that we own, but eventually we'll obviously get a house. And she's never done it before. She moved in with me when we got married. And I was like, listen, like when we go to buy a house and you guys know me, like there's no emotion here. Like we're not playing that game. And she's like, all right, like it's going to be really challenging. Like I'm going to have to, I'm just like, you know what's going to happen. Like we don't have to put an offer, but same thing with business. Like every space, someone else made an offer. Someone's got to do this. And, you know, I think down by you guys in Tennessee, Dave Ramsey, he always says there's a house in every corner. There's a space in every corner. There's an office in every corner. And, you know, we don't have to be, um, always just the next thing ready to go. Now, the other part of this that I think is interesting um, is that the urgency was forced upon you. Yeah. Right. You guys, you know, essentially shit hit the fan and you had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I find interesting is how resourceful we are when we have to be. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things that I often try to do in the program is to create a sense of urgency. You know, there's something to be said when we're uncomfortable and we have to go make it happen. You know, if I would have said to you the day before that happened that you're going to have a new space in like a week, you'd be like, what are you talking about? But you know what I mean? When we had to figure it out, we figured it out, which yeah. again is another lesson, right? It's another really good lesson. And 
the other thing, again, just as I would share with you guys to always remember is if you can get through that, then the next crazy thing that happens in your business, which will happen, it's like, we've got to remember, hey, we got through that last thing. We'll get through this one too. It's not ideal. Mm-hmm. It's not ideal. Right. <laughs> it's never ideal. <laughs> no, but we, but we got through that. We're going to figure it out again. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So then let's kind of fast forward. So you guys event, uh, first saw me speak at the FTCA event, right. right? Online. And so, cause we had no prior relationship before that. You didn't know I existed. I didn't know you guys existed. Right. And so that was on the business of rehab. Talk to me, talk to me through, cause you're, uh, we have a couple cl- uh, clients now from that program. What was it about that that led you to reach out and, and sort of start the process of even talking, getting going with it? What was it that you know got you interested? You want me to take that? Take it. Okay. Well, so I think Travis was the first one to like see, like watch it live, I think, and I was working. And so after he watched it, he was like, you got to watch this one. Like, you got to watch it. <laughs> um, and... Like it was, it was really cool because when you were sharing your story about kind of like how you came up and uh, in your practice and the different things and experiences that you had, it was like looking in a mirror almost. And it was just like, wow, like he, he knows exactly the the pain points that we've been going through um, and we don't even know him. And so I think for us, like seeing something or someone like yourself with rehab chiropractic practice kind of making it like making it a a profitable uh, business for yourself was something that we we've desperately (laughs) needed. Um, And, you know, you, you, we, we, we've seen all of the other like practice management groups and um, those types of things, and none of them kind of have the same philosophy. So it was really difficult for us to say, yes, subscribe. We're going to roll with this group because eventually down the line where we're going to have some differences. And so it, it, we never really kind of reached out to any of those. Um, but yeah, just kind of hearing your story and how you, how you, you know, conquer each, each level of your practice and, and now helping other people uh, with the same type of philosophy. Like we knew that we, we needed something like this. So t- talk to the audience about, you know, where you potentially were stuck or what, what you felt like, oh, that spoke to me. I need that specific thing before hearing that. Yeah. So, I mean, there were quite a few pain points, if you will. <laughs> um, Welcome to business. Hello. Yeah. Um, but one of the one of the biggest things was when we when we were forced to move out of our gym location to a professional office space. Um, like we were no longer in front of our, like physically face to face with our target market. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, you know, put us in a place where we're like, oh shoot, now we got to actually market. Like now we got to get out there. Um, and so that was, that. I think that that has been the biggest pain point for us, like figuring out marketing, like what to do, where to go, who to talk to. Um, those types of things, because again, we're not from this town, so we don't know anybody. Um, and so it's just like, you know, what are we going to do? Because we need people coming in um, to even, you know, make money, whatever. So. Yeah, cool. So marketing was one, and that's obviously for most chiropractors in any sort of practice, the the thing that they always think that they need. So that was one. What else? Um, let's see. 
just kind of like I think like the systems um, of a practice and, and really having like some order in which things work um, in order to like acquire new people, keep them, you know, get them through the door, show them the value of what we offer and kind of keep them in through a process through, a, you know, through a treatment plan was like, I mean, if, if we're saying in totality, like the whole practice system, like that's what we needed. I think the, the thing that, the thing that man Travis, maybe you could speak on and that you said there, Jasmine, that I want to dive, dive deeper into. And again, when I explain it as I will, I think everyone will get it. But I think one of the pain points in the rehab Cairo space is, oh, the patient is cheap. Oh, they like want to use their insurance. Oh, they want to do this. And as we talk about week on week out, it isn't that it's that what we call the value for unique solution is that we haven't done a good enough job of explaining why they should pay more or invest more in their health. So, you know, out of everything you just said, Jasmine and systems and yeah, we need systems and all of that. But, you know, the thing that'll get us started, I think, to get over the hump is that communication, that value for unique solution, that sales, if you want to use that word. So Travis, talk to me about your journey potentially on where you were before and now your understanding of what has to happen in the practice. Yeah. So kind of mirroring what both of you guys are talking about, one of the things that stood out to us early on um, and even from one-on-one to those early uh, coaching calls was when you said that a lot of times like clinics and providers tend to over-index on the operation side. So coming from where we came from, having that kind of typical um, associate experience, like kind of mill things, we're like, no, <laughs> we're going to take every class, every course, whatever. And so we were heavy on that. Like we learned all the skills necessary except for the business side and then how to then convey that message of why the things that we've learned is valuable to those patients that have come through the door. Yeah. Um, so kind of within that system, like one, like, yes, these are the things that we do. How is this going to help you? Cause for the most part, the average patient could care less. It's like, yeah. am I going to get better after <laughs> these things like are you going to be the one yeah and so coming coming through these systems and like learning the from the boxes or just the demeanor or the choice words that were we were adding or taken out that's going to accurately convey um exactly what we're trying to get across yeah no, that's really, really good. It's funny. Um, literally after yesterday's mastermind meeting, we talked a ton about kind of where the curse of the expert, mm-hmm. you know, how we kind of breeze over so much that just inherently makes sense to us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so literally we finished the call. I shut the computer. I step out of the room. Dr. Vinny has a patient, this, this little old lady, sweet, really sweet lady. And she's like 70. She plays golf. And uh, Vinny says to her, he's like, how's it going? I'm doing really well. Hey, how are those core exercises that you're doing? She goes, oh, they're great. And then she pauses and she goes, tell me again why I'm doing them. Because <laughs> she has back pain. Right? Yeah. And it's like, and again, it was just such, it was so funny. And I went to the front, I was like, Ash, did you hear that? And I told him, and it was just an exact example of, you know, it makes so much sense to us. Mm-hmm. And again, this lady was doing it. There was no risk of her leaving the practice or she was doing her exercises because the doctor told her to, but even she just, she didn't know. And I, I know Vin told her, but 
you know, probably had to be repeated or communicated in a different way or explained potentially different. But when we speak about all the things that we like to do in the rehab world, whatever it is, DNS, FMS, SFMA, we just have to go in understanding that this makes absolutely no sense to anybody, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah. and, and the other part of this too, I think it ties into the marketing side of it is that that might not be the best option for everyone. Like we always talk about, you know, we, we do what we do and we genuinely believe that for the right person, that means your marketing has to be right. For the right person, we are the best solution. That the right person doesn't mean it's everyone. Yeah. And when you sort of think of it like that, it's, you know, we don't have to be all things to all people. We just have to be perfect for the ones that we think we can help, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's where the two things tie together, the marketing and the sales, they definitely work together. So let's go a little more tactical or you can tell us what you've, what you guys have done marketing wise since getting started in the program, what are some of the things that you, that you have started to do that you weren't doing before? Um, <laughs> in the sense of one, keeping track of everything. So starting with knowing our numbers. <laughs> well, so, but no, it's amazing. So I, I love it because like, I literally said, what do you guys do marketing? And I was, I was expecting you to say, we're going to the gym and we're going here and we're running Facebook and we're sending email. But what you said was the right answer mm-hmm. is that we're actually tracking our numbers before we start and just go run around with our heads cut off. I love it. So, okay, keep going. Uh, yeah. So we started there keeping track of all of our KPIs and trying to keep it simple and clean uh, mm-hmm. so we can be, those things can become like more actionable. And <laughs> to your point, which we've gotten real acquainted with, we kind of take those feelings out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, what's, what's the actual thing that's in front of us? Um, and that informs like our marketing efforts and like, where are we going to go? Like what, um, what's going to be the most advantageous like route or, or channel that we're going to pursue that's going to give us the return that we need. Mm-hmm. I love it. Jasmine? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so at this point we have like gotten out into the community. Uh-huh. Uh, we joined a gym um, at this gym. They love us. We love them. Um, <laughs> and, and so like, it's not, I guess just being out and being present, being seen, has been like a big difference maker for us. And so from that relationship, we were able to kind of set up a booth at one of the gym, the, the gym events that they had. And like, it was great. Like, um, I, I don't know if, if they, I don't know, like, but we were like the only booth there <laughs> and we were doing soft tissue work and helping all of the, the gym members out as they were going in and out of their, um, you know, their workouts. And so it was just really awesome. So we made a lot of connections there, the people in the gym, the members of the gym, that kind of stuff. Um, from there, like we, we noticed like social media is a thing with that specific gym and like other gyms in the, in the area. And so like, um, now we're understanding like, okay, we know these people, we're seeing what they need. Um, how can we provide more value for them? So it's just like, okay, well, maybe we need to put some educational things about how to stretch, warming up, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing that we're, we're growing into is like keeping in contact with them through email and, you know, staying present top of mind with them. So all of these things are kind of coming together for us to, to really just kind of make some traction, you know, 
with with our community. So I love it. Amazing. I mean, really, really good stuff. And and again, just as a visual for the audience, what you guys are doing, it's it's that snowball rolling downhill. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like one leads to the next, leads to the next. And you the thing is just to make sure it just keeps rolling, keeps rolling, keeps rolling, keeps rolling. The the people that are successful, like it's not that they're gonna figure out a better way than what you guys are doing, it's that they stick with it longer. Right. Right. And so you guys just got going and you've had some success. My thing is, okay, but when you don't have success, will you keep going? You know what I mean? And so but again and it, and I think the best part about it is I was thinking you know, in your situation, how to create a, a no lose situation. And so at the end of the day, like, let's say you did join this CrossFit gym um, and you got no patience from it. Well, mm-hmm. you're both doing something for your own health. Yeah. You're probably going to meet some pretty cool people that you didn't know before. And, uh, you know, so if that's the downside, it's not so bad. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't always work that way. We talked about it last week on the call that there are times in business that you just have to do things you don't like. But mm-hmm. I think as in a rehab chiro world, typically we get into we 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 kind of want to be the type of treatment that we wish we had which typically means that we're going to you know mesh with the crossfitters or the golfers or the guys that work out and, that, and that's us it's typically us it doesn't have to be but typically is and so there is that sort of direct correlation and connection and it it makes it just makes sense that we would be in those type of communities so that's awesome i i really i really like i mean you guys the way we haven't, I haven't interviewed you, but it's helpful for me because the, the way I hear you guys speak about it, I'm like, okay, they get it, which is great. <laughs> which is, and not everyone does. So that, that's amazing. Um, so let's talk about um, what have been your biggest wins? Just give us, give us some really big wins over the, you know, since starting. Um, I guess I'll start here. So one of the very first things from even the seven-week course, um, 101, the first what module was like the mindset part. Um, so like through various things, like since our very beginning in 2017, like we've been kind of slowly growing and like getting and shifting our mind over here. But once that class hit and we were in the space to kind of receive all the information and actually do something with it, um, I would say that's maybe been one of our biggest wins that kind of springboards and catapults us to everything else um it's actually pretty cool uh to kind of understand some of these things now some of the the concepts even to um like have because we like in here like know a lot of these things it's a matter of like believing for them for us and then like organizing them so is can, it, again is like, there one that, steps is there one that stands out or an example of of a mindset shift that you guys utilize now for the audience um, I would probably go with like the, the growth aspect, like being able to grow even from the very beginning of like increasing our, our fees. Mm-hmm. Like there is a, a point of particularly where we are, where it's like, all right, like will people pay that for us? Mm-hmm. Um, so immediately jumping out of that and again, kind of growing into that kind of self-worth value, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. To the to the point where people are paying that for us. Yes. Um, and so we've like leapfrogged over uh, what we were initially gonna set as like our next price. Yeah. Like, we yeah. had our, our first conversation with you and we're like, oh, we were gonna go to this. You were like, no, don't be in the middle. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so we 
we pushed it and pushed ourselves uh, yeah. like as a reaction and like literally not a couple weeks later. Not even that long. It was like a, a few, like it was a few days, almost a week. Like we got um patient come in, like, you know, we told him the price and the new rates and all that. Well, new for us, not for him. It's just a rate for him. Sure. Um, and it was just like, okay, you know, yeah, here you go. Yeah. And we were, we were like, yeah, yeah, good. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and coming out of that, like, with just, I guess, like, self-value and yeah. um, is one of the biggest ones. Like, we've been let able me, to... Oh, let ahead, me ask you, let me ask you about that. Um, so, I'm speaking to a group of students this coming Wednesday. So, you're going to do my homework for me because I've been thinking about what I'm going to say. They uh, they gave me pre-interview questions. And one of the questions they asked me, the girl, and it's, and think about it, right? This is a student. And, you know, how would we know? And I don't even know the answer. So, I'm curious your thought. She said... When I get out of school, how do I know how much to charge? And the next sentence was, how do I know what I'm worth? Like, what? I, that's all the question was. And I don't know the answer to it. I have some thoughts. But what is, what is, if you were giving them advice, what would you guys say? How do you figure it out? What do you know? Is it, I don't know. Um, so one of the things that, even before we had the conversation with you about, like, increasing our price, like, there's something to be said about, I guess, market value. And, like, you can look across and see like, is there someone else out there who is offering the services that are comparable to, to what I do? Like, what are they charging? It's like, okay, maybe you judge yourself against that. Um, but I also think there's like another aspect to I, it. I think, um, yes, so you want to know what the market value is um, so that you're not like way below or but you're not like ridiculously over you know, charge a, I don't know, whatever, $2,000. I don't know. But um, I also, I think that maybe when you're starting a practice and you're trying to set your fees, like you have to think about what type of lifestyle that you want to live. Um, and, you know, if you're one to one, if you want to be at work all day, five, six days a week, all that kind of stuff, charging, you know, you know, you have to think about what the rates will be in order for you to live whatever kind of lifestyle that you see yourself live if you want right. to have a family, that kind of stuff. So it can be based on like, there's, cause you know, these students have gone through school there. You, you've learned the things you need to learn. You've taken the seminars, you're going to take more seminars um, to sharpen your clinical skills. So I think people get caught up in, Oh, I'm not that experienced or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever. And it's like, no, nah, actually you, you, you're a whole doctor and you should be, <laughs> you're a whole, I like that. You're, you're a whole doctor. doctor. You know, yeah. you should be <laughs> charging the rates that a doctor charges um, right. uh, for what you do. And if right. that's over a crazy amount in your mind, like check the value, the market value and yeah. say, actually, no, this is probably what I should charge and just yeah. do it and don't yeah. think about it. Can I add I, one more thing to that? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So and we've had this conversation or aspects of before, and we talk about like when we were in school or going through school and we like had conversations, we had people coming in, you're talking about fees. It's like there was a point like early on you heard, oh, like 50 bucks for like a, a, a visit. It's like 50 bucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Crazy. And then yeah. like you get a little bit further in and then like later tries, of course. And then you hear about somebody like charging 60. You're like, <laughs> oh my 60. god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 60. <laughs> and then like, it becomes 
like perspective. And I think that also speaks to that kind of mindset aspect. Like if you're not aware that of what's possible, like you're kind of locked into this box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so we kind of get that exposure um, again, knowing that it's like proof of concept and like it's possible. And I think yes. that's in those early conversations, that's what you and everyone else in the, in the mastermind gave us is perspective. Yes. You know, that, illuminated a lot of things yeah, for us. I, I love it. I mean, you know, the, I just got off a call with someone and he was telling me about how he was going to like hire someone and they were going to have extra science. They were spend more time and everything he said. And he's like, what do you think? And I was like, it sounds logical, but that's the problem is that you're a doctor and it's too logical. Like this doesn't, so people are not logical. And, okay. you know, we live in this world of science and doctor and and then, and like none of this makes sense. Right. And, you know, for you to go from one day from 125 to 195, realistically, nothing changed other than maybe how you communicated it. To go yeah. from 195 to 225 or 225, you know, where we are, we started, I always thought we started at 60 bucks a session and now we're 300. Right now, we've grown our skills, business skills, communication skills, value for unique solution, and we offer a better product. And yeah, there is a time element from going 30 to an hour. Um, but it, it isn't that, that the logic is, 20%, the 80% is probably just doing it. And Travis, to your point, I think you're exactly right, is knowing that it's possible. I, I would not have known if I wasn't in a group of people starting to do it and and seeing perspective of like, oh, if they can do it, I might be able to do it too. Um, I wouldn't have done it. And I think that's the power of the group too, right? I always say like, yeah, sure, I'm running the group, but don't listen to me because there could be something of, well, he's running the group. Of course he could do it. But like, no, 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 it's not just me. Like there's a dozen, there's two dozen other people in the group that are doing the exact same thing. Now, I think going back to the first thing you said, how it all ties together is also the mindset. And what frustrates the hell out of me is there's going to be people listening to this call. And when you tell, when you say that we're charging 200 bucks a session or whatever you're charging, the first thing that they're going to think of is what, what are they going to say? What are they doing? <laughs> no, no, they're not. That's the problem. They're going to say, oh, the people where, where I am won't pay oh, them. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. So they're already figuring out a way how not to do it rather than doing what you just said, mm-hmm. which is which should be the question of like, oh my God, if they can do it, why can't I? Yeah. Right? It, there's It's classic. Everybody, and it, it happened to me two weeks ago at the at a different level, but everyone thinks their business is different and think the people near them won't pay. Mm-hmm. And and I, I know, because I, I, I could see it. Oh, he's in New Jersey. Everyone has a lot of money there. Uh, you know, I talked to a guy once, uh, you guys from Chicago, I talked to a guy, oh, I'm in downtown Chicago. Everyone works corporate, so they want to use their insurance. Like, do you think that nobody works corporate in New Jersey? It's the pharma <laughs> capital of the world. They have the most insurance out of anyone I've seen. Do you think that they don't want to use their insurance? Like, that's, it, it, and again, we, we live in a world of exclusion type of thing where we try to count ourselves out and why we can't. And again, the mindset shift is figuring out the curiosity of like, well, Maybe we can, we just don't know how yet. And I, and I think that that is such a mindset shift. And I hope the people listening, if their brains, and I know their brains immediately went to, oh, I'm in Mississippi. I'm in, I'm, oh, they're in Nashville. Everyone's got money in Nashville. I'm in Chattanooga. It's like, you know, they're always find a way to figure out why it can't work for them. And my thing is always, well, why can it work for us? I had this conversation with my team about eight months ago. And we were increasing our, our, our packages from, we were like 9, 12, 15. And I wanted to go, which we did, 12, 15, 24. 
24 session packages, more of like a, a year long thing. And I was pissed because the first thing I heard was why we couldn't do it. The first thing I want to hear is like, that's interesting. Maybe I can figure out how we can do it. And again, we, we've done it and we've sold them and we've been good with it and people wanted it more mm-hmm. importantly. They want it, but we didn't ever had the offer before, right? So, I mean, I think it's yeah, great. It's it's a it's a really good conversation, and I and I think you guys are are spot on. But what I my takeaway also is we can't be so logical with it, right? Now, the other thing you did say that I want to make sure we do correct, so to speak, is the idea of the value for unique solution, because yeah, it is in theory, a logical explanation would be we have to see what the market around us will charge. But what, what is value for unique solution in general is communicating how to sell in a vacuum where you're the only option that exists. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's how you communicate it. So if you're going to say that the guy down the street is charging 50 and, and your patient thinks that you're charging 100 and they're going to get the same thing, of course, they're going to choose a cheaper option. Right. But for your audience, for your perfect patient, if you're doing all the things that you are and it's communicated in the right way, in theory, price should then become irrelevant. Yeah. And, you know, that hopefully is, again, it's a mindset shift. It's a challenge. It's a way to communicate. But that's where that's kind of like the highest level thought that we have to look at and and then sort of work our way down from there. Jasmine, you're right. Like there are up, like you can't say $2,000 for 30 minutes, though. The story that I've told, I think I've told you guys about the Greg Rose TPI story about, and again, I'm going to put this on the podcast. Someone could email me and say it actually isn't true. I don't know, but it's a story that I heard. I tend to think it probably is. He was in practice in Maryland. He was doing the golf thing. TPI got going. He wanted to stop seeing patients because he got too busy with TPI. So he said, screw it. I'm going to raise my eval fee to $700 from like 300 or something. And guess what? He got busier. (laughs) Right. So, you know, the exclusivity, there's a lot of, you know, psychological reasons for that. Um, So, you know, I don't think it is that far off to to think if you're, you know, in that way. So we talked about wins, but this is business, right? Talk about some, some struggles, some losses that you guys have had. That one. Okay. I'll I'll talk about it. Okay. Um, So one of the things that we kind of had to come to groups with kind of something that you said earlier was it won't be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that doesn't exclude like previous patients or existing patients, you know? Um, so getting comfortable with like hearing the no's from new patients is one thing, hearing a no from somebody that you've already kind of established a relationship with, um, like is another, mm-hmm. uh, so trying to come to grips with not going into like a tailspin of maybe panic or, what if we tweak this? What if we tweak that to do that? And it's like, we're going to be establishing some, some new standards, some new policies. Mm-hmm. And like, what are we going to do? Like, what is going to be like our, our bedrock and how are we going to operate? Um, so coming to grips with those and like the potential people who, again, like we love to see like mm-hmm. on a weekly or monthly basis to not see them again. Um, mm-hmm to whatever capacity. So and this is, this is, of course, coming on the, the heels of us increasing rates and trying to incorporate those new rates and into the practice. Like, what does that look like for existing versus new people? And mm-hmm. How to kind of navigate, navigate that. Um, I mean, 
I mean, how have you dealt with people that do say no with rejection, right? It's probably one of the harder things. And one of the reasons why a lot of us never get started is because the fear of that. Um, I mean, it, it kind of is what it is. Um, like we, we, we know that there are some things that we will definitely have to work on as far as like showing that unique, that the value for unique solution that we offer. We know that there are some things on our end, but mm-hmm. also like, you know, we're, we're going to keep working on that. But also like there, there may just be something that, that people, maybe they don't, they don't get it or they don't see it or they don't see the value for themselves. Like, and that's something that we can't, we can't change. You know, we can only do what we can do um, in office, and the different training and things that we're doing to really showcase our skills and showcase um, how we can help people in the best way. Um, that's really all we can do. Um, yeah. So, I mean, after hard conversations, we may cry a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we do what we have to do though. <laughs> I think it's I, I, the best way I've heard it explained is like, you have to live on both ends. Like you absolutely care and absolutely don't care. Right. You absolutely care because, you know, these, we are in the relationship business and like, we want to offer a certain level of care, but we care about these people now. And and so like, you can't just say, screw it. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it doesn't matter. It's like, Hey, this might not be for everyone. And I'm okay with that. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. I'm a bad person. Um, it, you know, it just might not, you know, we sort of moved on, so to speak, we offered it to them and they can say yes or say no. And at that point, it's none of my business, what they decide, you know, as long as we explain to them what, we think how we think we can provide what we can provide to them and how it might benefit them at, at that point. It's, you know, it's on them to decide. And, and again, we could still be friends. It, it's, you know, it, it's nothing. Um, we, we kind of tie the other end of it into it and, and it's not, it doesn't need to be like that, but yeah. you know, I think, I think that whole conversation, typically we talked about sort of raising rates before and it's interesting um, though, not when I get on calls with potential clients that want to come work to me, one almost without fail, they know they need to raise their rates, but their first, they're, they're, the thing that they haven't done, they haven't done it because they're afraid of the old patients, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, that, and that can go on for three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, 10 years. I mean, forever. I'm just so afraid of changing the game or raising rates on old people that I never do anything. And the only one that suffers is you, the business owner, because, yeah. um, you know, forget about current inflation and all that. It's just part of the deal. Like, you know, as, as businesses grow and, you know, prices go up in every business in the world, um, pretty much. I mean, I saw a guy at the gym this morning and his son goes to Muhlenberg college where my sister went. And I was like, yeah, that place was expensive. when she went 2000, usually I was like, it was 30,000. Then he goes, it's it's 72,000. Now prices go up. For sure. <laughs> Prices go up in every other aspect of our life. So, right. you know, yeah. we, we, you know, we, again, uh, one of the podcasts coming out is I have a line where I says, you know, we can't, we can't defy the laws of business unless you want to be out of business, then yeah. you can defy the laws of business. You know, yeah. and to your point, it's not a practice, it's a business. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that we've talked about before is trying to detach from the outcome, so to speak. Um <laughs> To not assume that one no equates to everyone saying no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I mean, I'm telling you, like the we we sold our first our first package um, at the beginning of March, and that package, that one yes that we got from that person, um, 
basically covered covered our overhead <laughs> for the month. So anything yeah. after that is just gravy. Yeah. Um, and so was, you can really kind of detach um, yeah. from things when you really, you know, when you when you understand where you're putting yourself in your business, it's like, okay, I'm actually okay. I'm covered. Even if there's a hundred no's, if there's just one or two yeses, yeah. we're okay. <laughs> People listening to this, there's so many nuggets here. Uh, you guys are doing awesome. I, re- I appreciate this. Um, that So that mentality, I think I thought of two things. The first thing I thought of, I think I told you guys a story about my dentist. It's the same thing, right? How he said, how I asked him if he ever hired anyone or just like random. He's like, oh no, all my patients want to see me. And then I left and I was just thinking to myself, like probably what happened was that you just said. He went on vacation one time and got someone to cover and like the patients didn't come in, like two or three people didn't come in and said, I only want to see Dr. G. Mm-hmm. And so that guy now for the next 30 years of his practice now just thinks that because it was one or two that he's basically a slave to his practice and his business because that one or two people said, I won't see the other guy. It goes back to that inclusion or exclusion conversation, mm-hmm. right? Of like where my mindset, I, I try to get to the point of, okay, like not everyone, if, if there's another chiropractor out there that's hired an associate that has done well, then so can I, not like everyone needs to see me. Because that meant, that mindset, whether it's with one patient saying, no, I have to change my fee structure, or whether that's with hiring an associate, if, if we base it off of like the one, the one, you know, it's over. It's over. I, I literally read, I'm going to butcher it, but um, I read something where Albert Einstein spoke to a class once and he wrote like one times nine, two times nine, three times nine, all the way up. And he wrote the right answer and he got to nine times nine and he wrote 82. And everyone's like, Albert Einstein, oh my God. And his lesson was basically, I just did eight of these correct and I did one wrong. And the only thing you guys are looking at is the one I did wrong. Mm. You know what I mean? And he's like, if that's going to be life, you know, we're going to put ourselves in a tough spot. We don't yeah. think about the eight that we got right. We think about the one we got wrong, right? And the other, and the other aspect of this, again, it all circles back is knowing your numbers. Yeah. Because the thing on a rational level is if your price structure is correct, now on the, you don't want anyone to say no, but you should be able to look and say, okay, if we doubled our price, in theory, we can get half the amount of yeses and do the exact same. It might feel worse. Mm-hmm. It's going to feel worse, but it's like, I, I can't tell you how many calls I get on of people that say, yeah, it was weird. I looked at my bank account and it was crazy. And I was like, crazy good? Oh, no, no, crazy good. There was a lot of money in there. <laughs> what I'm expecting. It's like, well, okay, good. <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, both of those just just really, really uh, stood out to me. The other thing that I do want to bring up, and I, I for J- Jasmine specifically, because you know there are students listening to the pod or people starting on their practice. And I think it's a really, I think it's amazing about just making it work when you're getting a business going. You know, you use your degree to do something else to pay the bills while the practice is getting going. So talk about that because I think, again, most people, it's like I'm either going to be a full-time associate or I'm going to open a business and they might never take the jump because of the risk. But talk about what you do. Maybe there's a student out there who's like, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I can do do that as well. Yeah. So when we first started our, our practice, well, back when we were doing house calls, um, I knew that we needed something coming yeah. in. So, um, I went and started teaching as an adjunct back in 2018 and, you know, doing that turns out I was really good and, (laughs) and I kind of liked it. And, 
you know, the school offered a, a full-time position to me and I took it, you know, and it's just like, okay, um, not bad pay, um, actually more than I was making in Chicago as an associate. Would you look at that? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, and so that was really, really good. And although it has been a challenge to kind of balance the full-time and coming in part-time working on the business, well, we got two heads in here. So it's not just me working, um, on the businesses, both of us, but you know, you just have to make sacrifices and do what you do, what you got to do until, until you can do what you want to do. Essentially. I like that. Um, what do you, what do you teach anatomy? Anatomy and physiology. Gotcha. So, yep. so you're full, basically full-time teaching at a, at a community college. Yeah. It's like a college where they, they have like a nursing program and nice. actually it's, it's all kind of things there. Radiology. Yeah. Uh, PA. Like an allied health type school. Allied health school. That's what it is. Yes. Got it. Very cool. So again, yeah, I think it's, it's awesome, right? It's, Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't, the the myth I think in business is people go online and it's like burn the boats and just like start and hopefully we don't screw this thing up. But if you really start to dive deeper into some of these like high level business guys, what they actually do is just mitigate risk, protect the downside. And so in your world, you know, you guys had the best of both worlds where we don't have to go get this terrible associateship. We can start our own thing and, and have, a, have some cushion to figure it out because now you used your degree to, to do something and, and something you're actually, you determined you're actually really good at. And then they offered you full time. And so that gives you guys room and space. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I was looking at earlier, I, I don't know if I talked to you guys or our team, was about a compound interest. Mm-hmm. And if you think about compound interest, one of the main factors of compound interest, the factor is time. Mm-hmm. And so the problem a lot of people have in business is that they don't have enough runway to give it enough time to do what it needs to do. Yeah. And so you're not, you're, in my world, you're not teaching anatomy and physiology. You're not doing anything. All you're doing is buying yourself time to figure the business out. Yeah, it's a different way to think about it, right? It's a different way to think. Like this is not about it's it, sure it's about teaching anatomy and physiology, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. It's about doing the thing that's going to allow. I could have done. You could have done it in two ways. You could have got a loan to buy yourself time, mm-hmm. or you could have gone done something else that's going to help to supplement us to buy ourselves time. And that's what we did. That's actually how I start all the new businesses. Right. When I first opened my business for Strive to Move, you know, I had money saved up. And so the first six months, I didn't touch anything. I said, so I built up, I basically funded it myself and built gate. And then I gave myself time, the run rate. So I gave myself time to, you know, if I wanted to take some risk in marketing, when I started this coaching company, it, we started it a year ago and it really wasn't profitable until this year. So for a year, Strive to Move funded the new business, the marketing expense and all of this. So I just bought myself the time to be able to do the thing. And again, this is where it's, this is you're playing, we call it, we're playing chess, not checkers. You guys are playing chess, not checkers. It's true. You know, you didn't think about it at the time. It was just like, we got to survive. But you, from a business decision, you're making business decisions where you, again, you could have gone to the bank and got a loan and had to pay it back and pay it interest, but I could just go get a job. There's two yeah. of us, like you said, and use my degree in an appropriate way. And then eventually when the business is producing, then I can, now you can decide if I love to do it, I'll do it. If I don't, I'm see you later and I'll go run the business. Yep. It's a great place to be. Yep. I love yeah. it. I'll even say kind of being where we are now, where we kind of joined the, uh, the coaching group, like 
the that runway and that path is more clear than it has been before because uh, it kind of provides again that kind of structure of how to get there like we have the things we know the things that we have to go those kpis like yes they exist in the business but they also exist like external now we've kind of taken those things and really ran with them give me an so, example i mean so outside of like the business we have thrown that stuff into like our personal lives in terms of kpis like we got lists for everything we got like literally we have meetings for everything like it, it's on the calendar so we can get done we have meetings yeah. for a date night it's like yes. look, we just get gotta have out. it right yeah, yeah. we have yeah. meetings for everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a real thing. I mean, I, um, especially, you know, again, I don't have kids yet, but you hear, um, you hear spouses talk about how a lot of times they like that the problem is they have a kid and they don't put time on the calendar to kind of remember that they're married first. Right. And it sounds silly. This isn't a relationship podcast, but it kind of, it's all the same, right? Yeah. It, for the most part of it isn't on your calendar. It's not going to happen. You guys have business and you're teaching and this and that and the other, and kid comes along and everything's focused on the kid. And then I think I actually heard Mark Rick, out of all people, the coach Olko from Georgia right. talk about it once. He said, he go, he said on a podcast, I'll never forget this. He's like, what, what's your big piece of life advice? And he goes, never stop dating your wife. We have it on our calendar every Thursday night at five o'clock. You know, here's a guy that's running Georgia at the time, which is one of the top two or three football programs that could be all consuming all everything. Right. But this guy who's still happily married, that was a thing. It's like, it's on the calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's the same thing, business or personal. If it's in, what, what do we teach? It's, if it's, if it means something to you, it's got to be on the calendar. Mm-hmm. If marketing is important, it better be time to do marketing. If training is training, your staff is important. It better be on the calendar for us. 12 to two every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We know there's no patients on the schedule. There's nobody taking a call. If it's important, it has to happen. You know, yeah. I've been in organizations in the past. The only time we had a meeting when shit hit the fan. Because right. me, you know, having meeting and structure and processes wasn't as important. Yeah. So, you know, and again, you could take those lessons any way that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, right. if it's important to you. It's got to be on the calendar. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, last question: What would you guys advise somebody? Again, we had no prior relationship. You saw me speak, some weirdo from New Jersey. <laughs> um, of, of where you were, what would you say, someone that is thinking about reaching out but might be hesitant? Do it. Yeah, just do it. I mean, like, if you know that you have, if you know that you have these pain points in your practice, in your business, and you've been suffering in silence, you know, you're you're secretly, you know, upset that you're not winning or whatever, um, and you just, but you really don't have a clue about how to win, so to speak, just take some advice from somebody who's doing it. Um, get with a group of people who can, like, really encourage you and you know push you to be to be the best version of yourself you literally we we were talking about this the other day like we don't necessarily like we're getting to this place where we can like grow to the better versions of ourselves and then like the better versions of that like you you've not even like reached a peak yet like just do it you know yeah Cool. Yeah. And I think and to your point, you know, one of the the gap that we're trying to fill is you guys said we went to every seminar, every seminar, every seminar. So you filled the gap clinically. Yeah. But the the you know, I, the Brett Winchester quote, don't be the best kept secret in your town. And, you know, don't limit yourself 
on a personal level, on a on an emotional level, on a on a growth mindset level, you have all this. You have motivation. You have all of these skills clinically. But if we don't add the business skills, you're never going to kind of reach anywhere near you could. And that that's what is it like? Wasted talent is like the biggest yeah. tragedy on earth. So um, yeah. And any any final closing thoughts you guys have? Um. I'd say some of the the best advice that I've gotten from intern through now, which we're actually doing now. Um, they've always said you can be the the best uh, adjuster, you can be the best clinical person. It's like I recommend you learn business. It's like there's more uh, chiros or, or PTs, or whatever. Like unemployed now, not because they're not skilled technically they're not proficient at their jobs. Like they don't know business. Mm -hmm. So get to know business and get a coach doing it. If you can fast track, um, like your, your kind of journey, why wouldn't you? Cause you're essentially (laughs) getting something in 20 minutes that took somebody else like years to get. That's exactly right. It's the, it's always that game of your, you're paying for speed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like we can get, it's funny. Hannah was frustrated yesterday in our, because we have a, our Google ads business and she's like, it just takes like six weeks to get it right to get someone on board. And I was like, Hannah, it took us three years to get there. And she's like, no, you're right. So yeah, perspective, you know, and that's at every level. Like I, mo- I believe most of you guys would eventually be successful and do what you want to do, but how long will it take? You know? Yeah. So yeah. Guys, this was amazing. You guys are incredible. The takeaways, sometimes you're a little quiet in the group, sitting back, specifically (laughs) Travis, but like I'm hearing you guys talk, you guys get it and I appreciate it and I appreciate what you guys have done and I appreciate where you guys are going. We'll check back, I'm sure, to get an update soon when you guys blow it out of the water. So that's this is amazing. Thank you so much. I know so many people get so much out of it. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, The Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strive to move.com. And four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential people and bring those lessons back to you.